with our good old buddy, old pal, Bart Gregory from Mississippi State. Y'all follow him on Twitter, at Bart Gregory. Just spell out his name. You'll hear Bart's voice all over the place. Pre-game, post-game host, Mississippi State football on the radio. He is a play-by-play voice of Mississippi State sports on ESPN+. Plus. That includes baseball, men's basketball, women's basketball, volleyball, softball. He did soccer. He's everywhere and everything. All things to all people. Hey, Bart, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. That was a heck of an introduction. You know, I think you know, we, we need to make sure the people really understand that our knowledge. You remember the first soccer match <laughs> me and you broadcast a few well, years ago? I guess it was about five years ago. I and, and we had soccer terms in the back of our notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I had. And we had a guy watching. We had, a guy, we had somebody watching who was like saying, okay, you guys need to say this mm-hmm. compared to this. I called it a shot. I called it a kick. He said, "No, it's a shot." Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's fun time. First volleyball match I ever saw in my life in person. I was broadcasting. You had so, a headset anyway. on. Yeah, we Bart. We walked into the booth with uh, the book called Soccer for Dummies, didn't we? Did we actually have that in the booth with us? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, we we had some photocopied uh, paper. From, from that book, yeah. Hey, look, yeah, y'all, we did. y'all listening, I'm telling, Bart's telling the truth. We literally, that is not made up. We literally, I had a friend who's a big-time soccer guy and literally <laughs> was texting him during the broadcast saying, what is this called? What do we say here? What should we, what is this particular thing called? <laughs> I, it's not a joke. <laughs> but we made it. And, yes, uh, and we pulled it off and people had, they thought we played soccer growing up. Yeah, right. Nobody thought that. And look, <laughs> the thing is, though, they invited us back for other stuff, so it couldn't have been that bad. That's all it is. That's or all they just didn't care. That. Or just didn't care one or the other. That's right. But we do know baseball uh, as well as anything else, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. Hey, uh, and I don't really know where to start, but, man, yesterday was a heck of a day for former Bulldogs, wasn't it? Man, I'll tell you what. It was, um, of course, I have the MLB you know, TV and I was just flipping back and forth, man, just watching different guys. And you know, I got kind of hooked on Kendall Graves. And, you know, Kendall had gone like 800 days without pitching, mm-hmm. um, you know, since he last appeared in a major league game. And and then for, for him to come back from, from Tommy John, you know, he had arm injury before that. He, he signed that, you know, two-year deal with the Cubs. He really never pitched for the Cubs and just never got going. He was going to sign with the Braves and, it kind of things kind of fell apart there. Ends up with the Mariners, and the thing about Kendall, which was crazy last night, you got to think back when Kendall pitched the state his last year was 2013. You know his velocity was around 89 or 90, and that was and that was you know, very generous. Last night he struck out, you know he struck out Altuve with a 98 mile an hour fastball. Wow! And I think the first strikeout was 97, the second was 98, the third was 95. Now. You know, when he got over in the fourth, fifth inning, um, he, he was topping out 93, 94. But I think the, the velocity was the big thing. It was kind of interesting, too, is, is I got a text message last night <laughs> during that game. I had uh, talked earlier in the day with Marcus Pims, who's a, the, the hitting coach with the Yankees, and he sends me a text last night, and he says, wow, look, look at the velocity on Graveman. And so, um, anyway, yeah, I think that's one of the things that really stood out to me was just the velocity of Kendall. And then Hunter. Hunter's going to hit a ton of home runs in the AL East. I mean, mm-hmm. in that ballpark down in Tampa, he is going to hit a lot of home runs in St. Pete. 
And it's great to see the old man, uh, Mitch Borland. I mean, he talked to us a couple months ago about how he feels like the, the old man on the roster now and, and, uh, hit, uh, hit two home runs yesterday. Man, it's great to see those guys. And so it's, it's fun to see, you know, those guys from that era. And we're going to see some fresh casted, you know, players from the last few years begin to slowly make their way to the major leagues. And that's what's fun to watch is, is guys who have had success in Starkville and now having success at the biggest stage. Yeah. Well, and look, so I'm watching that Braves and Tampa game last night. Renfro, as you said, gets to start in right field, hits two home runs. And, and, and the Rays have a really good team. I mean, there's a lot to talk about there. But watching what happened with Fulton Evich and, and hearing you say that, you know, it looked like Graven was going to sign with the Braves. Do you know how Braves fans wish right now that it was Graveman in that uh, rotation and not Fulton Evich after what happened last night and the fact that they went ahead and DFA'd <laughs> him. And Bart, I was I don't know if you caught any of it at all, but I was talking about this a little bit ago. This this takes nothing away from, you know, the swing that uh Renfro had against him, but Fulty, he was missing ten miles an hour at least off of everything. And he physically he looks like something's bad wrong with him. Uh, like he lost 40 pounds. He was skin and bones. I don't know, but something is not right with Mike fulton No, Now, and, and here's the thing, you know, the guys, you know, everything is such max effort now. And, you know, we were talking to, to Buck Showalter a few months ago. We are talking about the difference in the game now compared to what it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what you were having was you were having – you know, guys going eight, nine innings. You know, that's kind of how we grew up. You know, you, you had guys that went complete games. And and then you had guys who were scared to strike out. Now the strikeout is not a big thing. So what you have is you got guys up there who are taking massive cuts because right. the, yeah. the home runs are there's such an emphasis in the home run now now in, in Major League Baseball. And so you got guys up there, and, and like you said, when Fulty has something go wrong, he, he did not look the same. And you got guys up there that are just swinging for the rafters um, you know, things like that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think back, I mean, you look at a guy like Nolan Ryan, you look at guys that we watched, you know, the Maddoxes and the Glavins, and, you know, those guys, they never gave up those monster home runs. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but, but now guys are just up there just swinging for the fences, and everybody's giving up the big bombs. Yeah, they pretty much are. I mean, everybody is, except that cat for Tampa last night. He goes four innings and struck out nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, and go and going back to that point, you know, now you know everybody asks about Tommy John, and, but everything is max effort both ways. I mean, you got guys who are not worried about going eight innings anymore as a starter. So they can get five innings out of those guys are happy because and, and everything is just max effort. Used to, used to, you know, think of Jack Morris. Remember Jack Morris had pitched with the you know the Tigers and then mm-hmm. the Twins. And of course, he was so big in that '91 World Series. Yeah, you know, there was a guy that kind of paced himself, and he threw harder in the fifth and sixth inning than he did the first and the second. Yeah. Well, now it's completely opposite. They just want max efforts coming out of the gate. Those guys are throwing. That's like Kendall. He was operating on adrenaline in the first inning and throwing 98. <laughs> it's just incredible see a guy like Graveman throwing 98, you know, and like he had nowhere near that reputation as a fireballer when he was in college. You know, right? I mean, like he was – his fastball, you, you know more than I do, but my remembrance of him – is that his fastball was sitting there at ninety his entire college career? Yeah, and it was all based on movement. You yeah. know, that, that, looking back, and, and hey, he pitched in that era where you had the high seam on the baseball, and Kendall actually pitched better 
at 88 than he did at 91. You know, he was one of those guys. Kind of yeah. like, a, you know, Ross Mitchell pitched better at, at 79 than he did at 81. Yeah. Uh, right. But you had that movement with a high seam. And so the, those guys were more worried about the control of the seam and the control of the movement than they were the velocity. And now it's just a completely different game. And, of course, Kendall, like a lot of guys have, they've developed that cutter, uh, that, that, that cut fastball, man. And it's, it's really taken off as that second pitch. You know, guys have a hard slider, but the guys that have success are really throwing that good hard cutter right now. And, uh, and, and they're not worried about – you know, they're not worried about the, the sinking down and in movement like you do with that two-seam fastball. You're going away with that cutter. You're coming back on the outside corner with that fastball, and that's that's what those guys are making their living doing right now. And going back to the point of the hitters, you know, they're, they're peeing off on, you know, high-velocity pitches now. Right, and the ball is going a long way. Did you see that home run that Austin Riley hit in, up in New York two <laughs> nights ago? My goodness, man! Was that crazy or what? Yeah, they, I mean, you think about that—that that home run. If he—if that home run is hit in Starkville, okay, it has to hit the loft, does it not? Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, the only question—you say it has to hit the lofts. The only question would be, would it fly the lofts? You know, like over the top of it, right? <laughs> like, I mean, if you're honestly. Uh, That—that's how crushed that baseball was off the facade of the third level at City Field in New York. I'm flipping through here trying to figure out when Cardinals fans are going to get to watch Dakota Hudson pitch, but it looks like it's still going to be a few days. He's not already pitched for St. Louis, has he? Uh, Dakota may have. Has he? Has he? Has he not? I haven't. I didn't see Dakota. Yeah. I mean, here's another guy. You know, it's just, you know, the high velocity, developed the cutter, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's just uh, it's amazing to see those guys – um, you know, Woody pitched on opening day, Brandon Woodruff with the, mm-hmm. with the Milwaukee Brewers. And, right. and I think I heard John Smoltz say that that's his pick for the NL Cy Young. Yeah, how I about mean, that endorsement, he's the guy huh? That throws, throws 100 miles an hour now. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, and I probably shouldn't say this, you know, a few weeks ago, it's probably been a month and a half ago now, mm-hmm. those guys came back, and it was Brandon Woodruff, Jonathan Holder, Cole Gordon, and Chris Stratton. And Jacob Robson and Adam Frazier, and they they pitched live BP. What? And it was it's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was like eight people there, and it was <laughs> kept it quiet. It was great. Yeah. But for, I mean, but for me, I mean, I I've seen those guys pitch, you know, five years ago. Okay, and of course Cole pitched, you know, last year. But Holder, I hadn't seen Jonathan pitch since fourteen. I hadn't seen Woody pitch since you know fourteen as well. But and then you hadn't seen Adam Frazier's hands. But it, what's amazing is is the, just the ease those guys have, mm. and I don't. I tell you what, just the ease of ninety eight for Brandon Woodruff <laughs> is amazing. I mean, he's up there like he's on a rocking chair, man. The ball just flies out of his hand. It's a, it's nuts. Right. And uh, man, it's, that's the thing about all those guys. Great people, great guys. You know, Robbie. He's you know, Robson was in AAA with the uh, the Tigers last year. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really doing well. He's a guy you could probably see with the Tigers, you know, hopefully you know, pretty soon. You know, how about Ben Bracewell? Ben Bracewell's promoted, what, yesterday yep. to the uh, the pool for the uh, for the athletics. I mean, that would be another guy off that 12 and 13 teams that uh, could get a chance to pitch the big leagues. And so that would be nine. That would be nine guys off that 2012 team if uh, Bracewell makes it. That's just incredible. It uh, really is incredible. Bart Gregory on the radio with us right now. Follow him on Twitter, at Bart Gregory. So I looked it up. 
Uh, Dakota Hudson is scheduled to start on Sunday at Miller Park in Milwaukee. Cardinals at Brewers. He is supposed to be the Sunday starter for a 1 o'clock start Central Time. Uh, Adrian Hauser across from Dakota Hudson. So uh, that little nugget uh, in there. And, um, Mart, I wanted to go back to Hunter Renfro. You know, he's one that – we got a couple minutes here. He's one that is – is always kind of near and dear for state fans because of his career, that team he was on. And we remember that salute after the home run at the College World Series. He's rounding second base, you know, that year. That that moment is kind of iconic. He goes in the first round to San Diego. It never really materialized there, although he played well. Is this all of a sudden because of this team that he's on in Tampa being a really good team? Is this the perfect fit for him? I got about a minute and a half left. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that, that was the thing about San Diego. I mean, there were some really bad ball clubs, mm. and you know that's that's how it stacks up in the big leagues. I mean, you got to be thinking about Renfro, you know, a couple batters ahead now. Mm. And the thing about that thing is, they're going to put guys on base in front of him. Uh, he's not going to hit just solo home runs, and they're going to have to pitch to him. They've got guys in the lineup in front of him and behind him, so they're going to have to pitch more to him. He's going to see better pitches. I mean, if he hadn't got hurt midway through the season last year, the guy was. What he hit 28, 29 home runs That's in the right. first half of last year. Mm-hmm. And so this is just a guy who's an unreal talent. Uh, you know, when he was playing high school ball, it was almost like Paul Bunyan tails down at Kapai Academy. Mm-hmm. He, it's just not fair. It's not right that a guy that big is that strong, is that fast, that strong of an arm. I mean, he threw a hundred off the mound. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy just has all the tools and what's so great about Hunter. Is it, is everything is so simple. I mean, this guy last night when he's rounding second base, he's probably thinking about, you know, you know where he's going to put a deer stand in, in November. I mean, I mean, that's what's great. And I, I think that's one of the reasons that he is successful in a game of baseball is because, you know, I, I don't think he lets a lot of stuff bother him yeah. as much as a lot, of, a lot of other guys do. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, it's going to be fun to watch. And there's no question he's, at some point, he'll be at Fenway this year, and he'll hit one over that green monster, you know. And there'll be it'll be a, a tape measure deal. So I look forward to that moment uh, for sure. Bart, Man, yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate some time here today. Uh, back on the tractor. It's hot, but you got to get back to work. Hey, man, nothing like it. Nothing like it. You know, everybody's juggling kids and juggling time away, and man, it's just, uh, I've got two nine-year-olds and a six-year-old in my truck right now, I'm sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> And uh, anyway, it's, anyway. it's great to, to break away from the daddy and uh, talk a little baseball with Matt White. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. That's Bart Gregory. Y'all follow him on Twitter, at Bart Gregory. Yeah, Bart's been around the baseball program at State for a lot of years. Got to know a lot of those guys, uh, Moreland and Graveman and Woody, and he's watching them pitch and hit home runs in the major leagues. And yesterday – it was just one of those days where it's all of them. I mean, you had Moreland and Renfro both hit two home runs in a game yesterday on the same day. Pretty cool here in this shortened season. More on that non-player baseball card. That's coming up. I'm Matt. Stick around.